All right. Welcome to Taproot Root Cause Analysis Podcast, where with each episode, we're going to bring you insight and ideas in how you can continuously improve at your company. This week, we're here with Mark Paradise, the president of System Improvements. And Mark, we've got a very, very popular topic out there on YouTube and all those different types of podcasts, and um, that's about five whys. It's, it's been a... I wrote an article about this on the blog, and it's been a very popular article. I've had people ask me about this. I really don't like to compare Taproot to anything, mm -hmm. but I'll do it because so many people have asked. And it's a good thing to do because last night I was uh, sitting at home and I was looking at YouTube videos on Five Wise. Very exciting evening. Exciting videos. <laughs> very exciting evening. And I, I want to do this comparison because I found a lot of they use a lot of the same terminology and, and similar ideas in that they don't want to place blame necessarily and you look at some causes and then you go through this in a, with each cause do five questions and all I got were more questions. Uh, I, I really th I, had a, I had a person tell me that it's five wise and who do you blame? <laughs> well this is the way they talked about it <laughs> on when right. they were explaining it and uh, which is the goal for most companies that they sure. want to, to not place blame, so that's what they want to use is something like that. Um, we also talk to people... No, I don't know if that's true, Benna. <laughs> people don't want to blame people? Yes. <laughs> uh, well, I, I actually have some experience with that as well with some people I've talked to on the telephone. Um, you know, very often what people are looking for is something that's going to give them consistency and standardization, and they've got that pain point of their, you know, they're stopping too soon in their investigation. So five whys and comparing it with Taproot um, Advanced Root Cause Analysis, I think is a perfect way for us to start these podcasts. Um, so tell us a little a bit about the blog article that you wrote and a little of the origination at Five Whys. Well, okay. Mm. I guess the, the blog article came from people asking me to compare mm -hmm. Taproot to Five Whys. And and what I realized in, in writing the article was, to me at least, it was very obvious that something wasn't right in Five Whys because they didn't get to where they needed to get. Mm -hmm. They stopped, what I would say, almost all the examples of Five Whys stop before they get to root causes. And that's especially true of human performance things you see in it. And, and that's what Taproot's especially good at. Um, it, it worked great for equipment stuff too, but uh, most people have, or I shouldn't say that, people who investigate equipment problems have a lot more equipment knowledge than people who are asked to investigate human performance problems. Mm -hmm. They usually don't have a lot of human performance knowledge. Right, and, and we found most things lead to a human performance problem very often. Well, there's, there's a large fraction yeah. anyhow since we humans tend to screw we do. up. <laughs> We tend to have our fingers in everything, so, right. so that kind of happens. So tell us, um, we're going to use a 5Y example, and so why don't you tell us a little background about the example that we're going to use. Okay, well, let me let me say that um, it came from Taichi Ono. Mm -hmm. Taichi is the, uh, the founder of 5Ys, the guru of 5Ys, right. and the example I'm about to show you is the example he used to teach 5Ys to his students. Mm -hmm. So this isn't an example I made up. Right. It's not that I tried to pick an especially bad example. I could pick almost any example of five whys 
And, and I know already people are going to say, well, it's not just five. You can have more or less. I've seen 17 whys. It doesn't make it doesn't make you get to anything because there's certain drawbacks in five whys that are just built into the system. And therefore, when people use it, they get similar results, which is not finding root causes, which is jumping to the conclusion they want, which is um, stopping a human error, um, those kinds of things. And and so I'm going to do this example. This comes from an expert. And if this is what the expert does, it I, I'm, I'm not trying to say, I'm not trying to pick a bad example and right. say this is something that's off. And there's lots worse examples than this one. So here, let me show you the example. Mm -hmm. So this is the five whys here. Okay. And it's a robot example. So think of this in a car factory someplace where they've got a robot that's helping assemble cars. And why did the robot stop? That's the first why, because the robot stopped, obviously. And he says, the circuit has overloaded, causing a blown fuse. Um, why did the circuit overload? There was insufficient lubrication on the bearings, so they locked up. So next why, we're to three now. Why was there insufficient lubrication on the bearings? The oil pump on the robot is not circulating sufficient oil. So they ask another why. Why is the pump not circulating sufficient oil? The pump intake is clogged with metal shavings. Why is the intake clogged with metal shavings? Because there is no filter on the pump. Done. So, so what Ono says is, get a filter put in and get you're ready to, to run. Now, now we can. That that's that's the example. Yeah. There we go. So, how does that compare to Taproot? Well, first off, Taproot has a process, mm -hmm. and, and I'm taking the simple process here. There's another one that's seven steps for big accidents, but this is a fairly simple incident. So I'll use a simple process. And we start out by trying to find out what happened in drawing a snap chart. So there's a picture of a team drawing a snap chart. And what a snap chart might look like for this is right here. Um, I just took the information that was in his five whys. The operator starts the robot, the oil pump, suction clogs with metal shavings. Um, there's no filter on the pump, and there's metal shavings in the system. I do want to interject here real quick for people who aren't viewing us as a video. Um, we will have these uh, on links to these or attachments to, to some of these so they can see them or links to the blog article. But what we're basically showing is a flow chart, this is a snap chart that shows the incident events leading up to the incident and then conditions beneath it. Well, let me say something else too. If, if you're watching and you're, a five, you're in love with five whys, I'm probably never going to convince you that you shouldn't be using it. But Taproot users out there get told all the time, well, there's a simple way to do this. You just ask why five times, and they don't have any argument for why that they shouldn't be doing this. And hopefully this will give them an argument for why they should not be using five whys, because it's not going to give you the answers you need. And if you don't fix the simple problems, you won't um, be removing the root causes that keep the big problems from happening. Now this one was probably never going to cause a fatality or the plant to burn down or any big accident, but it, it would be best if everybody was doing a good job solving these so you solved all the problems. So let me go back to this mm -hmm. now. So the oil pump stops, the operator doesn't know the oil pressure is low, 
There's no alarm on the thing, and that's obvious because he ran it till it stopped. The bearing's locked up, the circuit breaker opens, the robot stops. That's pretty much all we know from Teichi's information. So what I did is I said, okay, what would a Tapper user do? And a Tapper user would collect more information. They wouldn't stop at that point. You'd, you'd start saying things like, well, gosh, where'd those metal filings come from? Why didn't they have a, why was the operator not aware of what the oil pressure was? Um, what happened to the filter? Where did it go? So Yeah, when you were going through those five, questions were just popping everywhere. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So then, then you'd ask a bunch of questions, and this is pretty, we'll, we'll put this up on the screen so people can read through it, but you get things like um, they were making modifications to the system, and they were doing grinding, and that's how the filings got into the system. Mm -hmm. um, you get things like, oh, the guy was changing the oil. This is the one. Yeah, he was changing the oil, and when he did that, he got called away before he got the filter put in. And so the filter never got put in because his boss told him to go do something else. The, uh, the operator thought the work was done, so he started up the machine, and the metal filings got in, and the whole thing goes to pot. So All was the fault of the filter not being replaced. Well, <laughs> and some other things, right? For want of a filter. So the idea behind this is you would now, so five Ys did five Ys and got a root cause. Right. And yes, I understand that you can do multiple five Ys mm -hmm. and get multiple root causes, but the expert didn't. Right. And so people in general don't. Some people go for more than one. Some, they stop, when they get trained in five Ys, they sort of say, ask why five times, I've got my root cause, what am I gonna do now? Well, you just saw the expert do it. Yes, in exactly. that example, so. So in this case, though, we're gonna look for causal factors. Mm -hmm. And what we're gonna find is there's more than one causal factor in here. So what's a causal factor? It's a mistake or error or failure that directly leads to the incident. And, and that's what we're looking for. And when we find some of those, in this example, we're gonna find four causal factors. So there's four things that went wrong. Number one, the mechanic didn't put a cloth, he used a cloth to cover this rather than securing the, the hole in the system so the filings couldn't get in there. The cloth must have moved, the filings got in there, he couldn't get them all out, but he thought, oh, no big deal, we're gonna have a filter in the system anyhow, it'll take them out. Uh, second thing is, um, he didn't report these metal shavings he got in there. It was he would he didn't tattle on himself and say, "Hey, listen, there's metal shavings in here. We need to somehow disassemble this and get those shavings out of there." Um, the second mechanic who was doing the, the oil change didn't replace the filter, and the operator, um, when the oil pressure goes low, he doesn't know it's low, so he can't shut off the machine before the bearings are damaged. Now, if you notice back on the 5Y example, it says to install a filter, right. but you've got damaged bearings, you're gonna have to replace those too. And and it just, you know, your corrective action was not complete because you're gonna need to address all four of these. Now, these are causal factors, not root causes. You're gonna take each one of these and you're gonna analyze them in the root cause tree and, and use the root cause tree dictionary. And I'm not gonna go through how all that right. works, but I'll give you a little bit of an idea um, since this is, all of those were human performance problems, right? Four human mm -hmm. performance problems causes bearings to fail and the machine to shut down. So you're going to go through and ask these things called the 15 questions or the human performance troubleshooting guide. 
And there's one of them right there was a person excessively fatigued, impaired, upset, bored, distracted, or overwhelmed. And in this case, none of those were probably true. But what a great question to ask. Yes, and in fact, you would ask this, you would go through this for each causal factor, not all the causal factors at once. So we picked one causal factor and go through this. And I think the causal factor I picked here was the operator not, um, the operator not knowing that there was uh, low oil pressure. And so that wasn't a problem. One of the questions down there gets to alarms, displays, and when you get to it, it kicks you out to a category called human engineering on the backside of the tree. And so we go to human engineering, we find that displays needed improvement. He needed some kind of display, the oil pressure, probably a uh, something that told you what the pressure was, mm -hmm. and an alarm to sort of focus you on the thing there that was going wrong. And um, in this case, in this particular case, errors weren't detectable because they didn't have an alarm or a gauge. So when the oil pressure went low, there was no way for him to know. Um, what do you happen? What happens when you get these? Well, see, to me, it seems like it's pretty obvious what you need. But not everybody sees it so obvious, so we wrote something called the Corrective Action Helper Guide. And for every root cause, we've got examples of how do you fix that. It's an so, amazing guide. So that's way beyond five whys, because yes. it actually has things to fix what you find. So at this point, um, we've really gone through and found all the root causes. Mm -hmm. Uh, there'd be a, there, we'd have to take each of those other three causal factors through. They would have multiple root causes. Who knows, we might have six, seven, eight root causes for this thing failing. Right. And they had one, and it wasn't really a root cause. So I have lots of questions in regards to, like, why do people use five whys? Um, there has to be a reason other well, than get back to work quickly. It's easy. It's easy. You get the answer you already know. But to me, when I look at it, it's harder because you, you're brainstorming. You're, well, you realize there's something beyond what you know. I do. <laughs> After 17 years, I, I definitely uh, understand that. And I, I probably, if I didn't know how to compare it, with taproot would know that I'm going down a rabbit hole or I wouldn't know that I'm using so, biases. So the first the first real thing is it doesn't take you beyond your current knowledge. Yes. So if you don't know why humans make mistakes, you're probably unlikely to find those root causes. You'll get to human error and you'll say he should try harder. Maybe we should have a procedure. Oh gosh. Um, training. We'll do more training. Do more training. So you get to those three standard act corrective actions. Discipline them. Well, we'll discipline <laughs> them, right? That's the try harder. The boss will tell them, try harder next time. Um, who would get to be told try harder? Oh, that, well, the, the mechanic A would be told, you need to report your problems and you should do the right QA stuff. And mechanic B, would they'd tell him, why didn't you put that filter in? Well, you called me away, boss. Well, you should have put it in before you left. Well, and, and another thing um, I've heard before from people, like when I've told them, been doing a call with them about Taproot, one of the things, and I found this interesting, that scared one person was, I don't think our legal department wants to see evidence. And Taproot is evidence-based. And I almost said, we probably aren't for you. Um, <laughs> because we're going to show you evidence, and you are going to get to the well, true root no, causes. Well, wait a second. I got a question for yeah. you. Yeah. Did they want to fix the problem? That person did. Okay. 
So they're going to need some evidence to be able to exactly. do that, right? And when you should ask the lawyers, well, your issue is who can get a hold of the evidence I develop. Maybe we should do this under attorney-client privilege mm -hmm. because you think there's going to be a lawsuit. And that would make this not discoverable, maybe, depending on what state you're in and what the judge rules. But that would be a better thing than say, no, just don't find any evidence. We're going to exactly. we're going to play dumb. And I feel like when you're just asking these questions, you know, your five wives, you basically aren't looking at the evidence. Um, well, you could. I mean, you're looking at some of it, but I mean, you're not looking at all of it. Tiziano looked at the evidence he looked at. But you're not looking at all of it because you don't know all of it to look at. And his conclusion was there should be a filter in this. I mean, I always, the first thing I think of is, where did the metal filings come from? I keep thinking that question, too. <laughs> where did they, I mean, that's, whoa, you should have had some, the metal <laughs> filings aren't normal in a system. Yeah. They're coming from somewhere. Where are they coming that, from? That was like one of my first questions yep. when I look at it. Where, where'd those come from? Yeah, so, exactly. Um, so, so many things to discover. Well, the tools that provide, are provided by uh, Taproot are just golden. Well, okay, we talked about one, one problem with it. That is the problem of it doesn't take you beyond your current knowledge. Correct. And the root cause tree helps you get beyond that problem by giving you an expert system. Gosh, I guess today we have to call it artificial intelligence. <laughs> but, it, but it's that's really, you know, just using buzzwords. And, and it takes you beyond your current knowledge. In fact, what happens over time is your current knowledge expands mm -hmm. to say, wow, look at all these other things I wasn't considering in the past that I can consider now because I know about them. Well, and this is so important. Those questions are so important. Now, I'm not saying that there aren't people out there that have so much experience that they could troubleshoot something because of their 30, 40 years of experience in what they're doing. But a lot of those people left during COVID and we're, and we're generating, they're not coming back and we're generating a whole new uh, population of employees well, that don't have that same I, experience. I just go back to my own experience mm -hmm. and that is, and this, this gets to the second problem. Mm -hmm. It's called confirmation bias. Yes. The really experienced people know they have knowledge. It's not all encompassing knowledge, right. but it's, it's knowledge. And therefore, everybody with knowledge has their favorite cause. And I have my favorite causes. Sure. I look for management system causes. You call me in to do an investigation, I will guarantee you I will find all the management system causes because those are my favorite. Mm -hmm. But what the tree does is help you consider the causes that aren't your favorite and get you to broaden. Even me, when I use the tree, even though I know everything that's mm -hmm. on it, I still, if I if I just do a root cause out of my head, mm -hmm. I will focus on the things I like or the things I know the best and not cover some of the other categories. So the 15 questions in the tree helps me broaden my view mm -hmm. of that incident and not focus in on just my favorites to start with. Yeah, you and that's true of everybody. What, you don't know what you don't know until suddenly, you know, you're seeing the question in front of your face and well, that's or, what the root or cause you tree does for you. Or you ignore things and you focus yeah. on just what you want. Confirmation bias is mm -hmm. I, I look for things that confirm what I believe and disregard things that don't confirm what I believe. Mm -hmm. And therefore, sometimes you'll miss the evidence. When you're out collecting evidence, you won't Look for things right. that you're not looking for, and or you no, might no even you might even overlook them. You might even just look right by them and not say, "That's not anything to do," 
And so it's, it's we fixed it that way for years. Yes. <laughs> and we get right back to work. Yep. And, and what you what you're doing is you're leaving root causes unfixed. And those later on could come back and bite you. So that brings me to another point of it. You know, people are like, it's quick. It, it, you know, get you back to work quick, all that kind of stuff. You know, people will tell us, I don't have time to do an in-depth root cause analysis. Well, then you don't have time. Huh. <laughs> they don't have time to do in-depth root cause analysis. So how are they going to have the time to go back and do it over and over and over again? Well, that's the, you've heard the old saying, we don't have time to do it right, but we always have time to do it over. Right. And that's what that is. And what the problem with five whys and doing it over is, number one, uh, I've seen this before, that people do it over and get the same answer again. Mm -hmm. And in fact, because the last one was approved, this one will probably be approved too. So I, I'm definitely going to find the same answer. And, if it was training, I'll recommend more training. Except maybe this time we need to put in a procedure. <laughs> Just do one more thing, right? And Or we need to discipline them because they still screwed up after we gave them more training. So, hey, let's discipline them. Or fire them. Mm -hmm. Especially if it's a contractor. We're definitely going to fire <laughs> the contractor, right? And so, um, you're not fixing the problem. What happens when you don't fix the problem? And not maybe in this example, because this one was never going to cause something bigger. But in many of these simple examples, it's that if you don't fix the problem, later on with a different set of circumstances and maybe a couple other issues, you get a big, right. a big issue, a big problem, a fatality, a serious injury, a big quality a recall. Something awful happens. And those happen all the time. Well, you don't want them to happen You hear ever. about them all the time. You don't want to have them happen You know, ever. what's our news reports all the time? I mean, we're constantly hearing about well, tragic that, events. Why are there people like OSHA and EPA and, and the Chemical Safety Board? Mm -hmm. They're there because we have big accidents yes. and incidents. Um, the train derailing up in Ohio and yeah. polluting all the water. That's a big incident. Yes, it is. Is that the first train that's ever derailed? I don't Probably believe it is. Probably not. So are they fixing the I think the root what causes? happened in, in Knoxville back about 15, 20 years ago. So. Yep. Yeah. I was out of town when that happened. Were otherwise, you? <laughs> otherwise, I would have been in the um, evacuation area yeah. for that. Yeah. And uh, there you go. Well, I know people go to the things they know and, and simple solutions. And probably when you're hiring people, you want to get them up and running very quickly. Um, and so how do you, you know, we want to get people trained to do these things the right way. Um, we want them to do these investigations correctly. We want them to help save lives, save money, put out great products, all those types of things. And not, not blame people, not blame people. Absolutely. Um, uh, and, and that's not to say that some of these people aren't, don't do things wrong. Mm -hmm maybe intentionally, but if you can prove that it wasn't mm -hmm. intentionally, you then don't discipline them when they, sh when they were really trying to do a good job. Yeah. And um, you don't end up with the morale problems and everything else that happens when, when you punish people randomly. So I think it really is a case of, if you're gonna do this, okay, first off, if something is so simple you really shouldn't investigate it, that's really part of mm -hmm. that process I showed you. Yeah. Once you get your snap chart drawn and everything's there, if you say, there's nothing more to learn here, then you can just stop 
-hmm. and not waste any more time. Now, if it happens again, maybe rethink that. Well, look a little deeper. Maybe maybe then it says. Maybe then it says. Well, this is happening enough that we really do want to fix it. Yes. Um, The other the other point of it is that if you decide it is worth investigating, then you go on and use the tools to find the causal factors and find real root causes and fix them because you just said it was worth learning from. Mm -hmm. And if it is worth learning from, then you should be doing the things you need to do to learn, which is a good root cause analysis and not just asking why five times. Let me give you one more reason why asking why five whys is, is a lot of people say, well, we use Taproot for the big stuff, but the little stuff we don't use it for because... You know, it's just too hard, let's say. Right. Or too, too time-consuming. Time or yeah. or we'd have to train all these people. Okay. So if your people are using five whys rather than using taproot, mm-hmm. they're developing the bad habits of five whys. And so when they go to do a bigger investigation, what do you think they're going to do? They don't do very many big investigations. Right. So number one, they don't get practice using taproot. No. They aren't going to be experienced. Number two, they're going to bring along with them these, I already know what the cause is, um, bad habits. Mm-hmm. And so they're going to jump to conclusions. They aren't going to develop good evidence for what they're doing. And they aren't going to do a good job of using taproot. So the secret to this is you pick things to investigate that you really want to investigate. If you decide during the investigation that it isn't worth your time, there's a way to get out of it and say, hey, we didn't find anything. But... In doing simple investigations using a robust technique that isn't that hard to use, you get practice using it and get better and better on the small investigations. Yeah, you're learning. You're learning. And and yes, it does if if you look at if you look at Taichi Ono's example compared to the Tapper example, it did take more time to collect the information that he didn't have. Mm-hmm. Like why did the filings get in there? Why was there no oil filter? Why didn't the operator do something before the bearings locked up? It took a while to, sure. to collect that information. But that was important information if you want to fix those problems. Right. So it wasn't it wasted again. time. Mm-hmm. It was useful application or resources to fix real problems that needed to be fixed that wouldn't have been fixed unless you asked those additional prob- questions. Mm-hmm. Those problems wouldn't have been fixed, and you wouldn't have stopped you know, future, you know, we could have had future quality problems with mechanics doing work. We could have had people leave filters out again in the future because um, all we did is put a filter in. Right. And we wouldn't have fixed the problem with the operator not knowing about the oil pressure. So, so when you look at things like that, you say, this isn't wasting time when you do a good investigation. It's investing your time to prevent problems in the future. Well, and you're reducing frustrations with your workforce because driving in today, one of the things I was thinking about is, you know, there's probably little signs around your company, you know, little things people say that let you know things like, well, you know, we'll never change. Uh, Things will always be this way. We'll, you know, you know, basically people give up on improving performance in their company and that's not something you want. Well, let's go back, let's go back to the teach you an example. Mm-hmm. So mechanic A who got the filings in there and sort of covered it up, um, didn't cover it up with the cloth, but covered up afterwards. He's going to think what? Well, I'm never going to do that again. 
But how about all the other mechanics you got? They right. don't learn that lesson. No. They don't hear about this. They don't know where those filings came from. Yeah, you don't want people hiding things all over. Okay. <laughs> how about the second mechanic who didn't get the didn't get the filter put in? He's going to say, you know, I should have brought the filter with me. I could have put it in then. Yeah, I wouldn't have had to spend the extra time to walk back over and get it. And he's going to know that. And in his mind, he thinks, well, I'll just try harder next time. Right. But that didn't fix the problem. No, I, I won't forget next time. I'll, you know. Yeah, it, it's not fixing the problem. So even with him or with any of the other mechanics, they don't learn that lesson. That problem doesn't get solved. Um, the operator, he's not going to think about, you know, I wish I had a... Uh, I wish I had a pressure indicator and alarm for this. Mm -hmm. I think I'll put in something to get that put in. He's not going to think of that. And so there never will be that problem and never be solved. And so... Or say they've they've suggested things in the past. And if you had suggested that and, and they don't do it, yes. he'll say, well, that's the end of exactly. that. I don't need to... Uh, they don't care. Right. They don't care. Exactly. They, good old time day. is money. Let's just get, get back to work. Yep. And so, so all of those are examples of even if the people think they know, I'm going to try harder next time, or... We all know we can't do that. Yeah, and so... <laughs> if you're human, you know that's not going but, to but, but the point is, the learning doesn't happen even though may, they may think yeah. the learning has happened. Does and then the person that learned is gone. Leaves. Well, that could be. Yeah. They move on to a different job. They get promoted. Yeah. They, they find a better job someplace mm -hmm. else. And... That's like it. Said, that, that knowledge COVID goes that, out the door with them. Through COVID, that happened a lot. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and like we said, um, while it's kind of a uh, double-edged sword on the well, people with experience, because you get the bias, there, and there you go. want to prove you're right. What happened however, to, they do to have Ichiono? Good... He's not working at yeah. Toyota anymore, <laughs> is he? I mean, it's been a long time. He retired. Yeah. Is there another Ichiono to replace him, or did they lose that knowledge? Right. And so, that, see, what you want to do is you want to, you want to, have a system mm -hmm. that helps lead your people through the process mm -hmm. to finding the real root causes that are fixable, that, that they even have guidance on how to fix them. And next uh, guy steps in, he's got the procedure. Next so guy yes. steps in, you so as you're replacing, you, it probably is going to save you money in the long term to be able to get these processes right. Oh, and definitely. So when you're hiring, and you're not going to have frustrated employees, you're not going to have people a lot of turnover because people are frustrated with the job. Well, let me, let me give you an example. Yes. Um, I won't tell you where it was, but it was a, a manufacturing facility. I'll tell you where it was, but I won't tell you who it was. A manufacturing facility down in Texas. Um, they were a continuous process. Mm -hmm. They had um, three shifts, and uh, they the plant manager got informed that unless performance improved, they were going to shut the facility down and everybody's going to lose their jobs. Now that that the people who were there have a have a what do I call it? They want to solve the problem. It's not like they don't care. And that's wonderful. They had had all sorts of consultants in to fix the problem. It still existed. Mm -hmm. The problem. They don't even know what the problem is. Right. Um, and so the the plant manager found out about Taproot, and he decided to send a team of people to uh, go to a Taproot course. And I happened to be teaching that course. It was in St. Louis. And these guys from Houston came to the, came to the course up in St. Louis. And I thought that was strange because we do courses down in Houston all the time. Yeah. But, well, they showed up. So they I think there were five of them. And... 
they left, and I didn't hear anything more from them. And about six months later, I'm teaching a course down in Orlando, a five-day course. That was a two-day course. Mm -hmm. They show up at a five-day course, and I'm thinking these five same guys show up. And I'm like, oh, man, they must have, like, unlimited budget or something, you know. I, uh, what are they doing here? I meant to go talk to them say, how? Why are you here at the five day? Although I think it's a good idea oh, after two day to go yep. to five day. You see the real but lots of people go don't. off on those. Lots of people don't. <laughs> and and I was gonna go ask them, but I never got around to it. It was a very busy course, and they went away again. Yeah. And then about maybe like nine months later, they these same five guys show up at our summit, and I don't remember where that was, but the same five guys show up, and I'm just like blown away. Mm -hmm. So I, I remember a guy named Jeremy. I went and talked to Jeremy, and I said, Jeremy, what are you five guys doing here? How do you get the budget to come to everything? And he goes, oh, well, let me tell you the story. He said, we were going to get shut down as a plant. I was one of the people picked to put together this team of operators, mechanics, and some guy from corporate to, uh, to go to your course because it was our last-ditch attempt to not be shut down mm -hmm. and, and everybody get fired. And he said, we came to your course, we went back, and he said, we started investigating every incident we had. Mm -hmm. And he said, in three shifts, we had three incidents. And every one of them was the same. Well, more or less the same. He said, every shift was operating by their own way they ran the plant. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't per the procedure. They didn't run it per the procedure. And they thought the last guys had screwed things up, so they would make adjustments every time. And when they made those adjustments, it would produce bad quality product for a period of time. And that bad quality product had to be dumped. Right. So they were losing, let's say, half an hour of their shift making bad product on every shift. That is hour and a half a day of lost productivity of, of the plant running but producing waste. Mm -hmm. And he said... As soon as it was like the second or third one of these, we realized every shift was running it differently. And so we decided we had to get everybody together, or at least the lead operators, and we had to agree on one way to run the plan and write a procedure that was that way. Mm -hmm. And everybody had to do it the same way. He said, we got them all in a room. We said, you're all going to be fired unless you can do this the same way. Let's come up with one way to do this and everybody agree on it and we'll run the plant that way. So they did, they did, and they gained an hour and a half's worth of production a day. Wow. So that's a, uh, you can figure out what, you know, an hour and a half out of 24 mm -hmm. is, but that's a pretty sizable fraction oh, absolutely. of waste. So the, so the interesting today. part was he said, once we had that fixed, we went from a money-losing plant to a money-making plant. He said, but then... So they went from, it was almost over. Yes, to, to they're not. To He said, but money. then we started, once you had those big problems fixed, mm -hmm. he said, then we could start seeing other problems. They were all basically covered up by all this waste we had. Littler problems that we fixed then, we got even better. He said, so... Um, I went to, went to the boss and said, boss, this is really good. We've learned a lot in that two-day course. Hey, you know they have a five-day course? Could we go to that? And he said, sure. So that's how we ended up in Orlando. He said, after the five-day course, our success story of what we were doing got corporate's attention, and we got a, an award from corporate for turning around our production. And 
And we got put on a private jet and flown to New York City <laughs> and had dinner with the CEO. This was a big deal. It was a big deal. Yeah. I mean, they got to fly in a private jet. That's you, cool. You tell me operators and mechanics <laughs> get to fly in the private jet. That doesn't happen. That's cool. And oh, how wonderful that they reward it. I mean, you went so from almost back, being gone to yeah. being flown on the private jet. So then the when they came back, they asked the plant manager if they could go to the summit. And they, he said, go. It's a great <laughs> idea. So it was really a success story for them. And um, and that's that's... You know, you might have thought those were little problems. Well, they were little problems that were getting ready to make them all go away. Right. I mean, that they were. But they went huge. from money losing yeah. to money making yeah. by solving these problems. And I love that, that the company the, was a rewarding company. Yeah. Well, that, and the, the interesting part was that the consultants and everybody who was there before overlooked this, mm-hmm. and they just started investigating them, saw that they weren't following the procedures saw that every shift was running it differently and that fix got fixed or that problem got fixed and and it became the start of their success story you know part of a lot of what we've talked about today is something that people do get to see for themselves in our courses because a lot of times people bring incidents they've already investigated another way well we ask them to bring yeah, incidents and then they get to see and it's always eye opening for them well it's hard a lot of times because yeah. what happens is they bring an incident and they realize, sort of like mm-hmm. Teichiona might have realized, they hadn't asked the right questions right. and they don't have the information to find root causes because they never asked mm-hmm. the right questions during the investigation. Yeah. And therefore, they don't know why the accident and they're happened. Not, and they come in a lot of times expecting they're not finding anything else. Right. You know, they did it right, it was fine. And, you know, not to slam them, they did the best they could um, with they the system. Know. They did not know. And that's what's so fabulous about Taproot is it gives you the tools even if you don't know. Right. And that's just fantastic to be. You can take the, the tools, go through it, read it, and you come out with those consistent results. And different teams doing the same investigation get very similar results. Yes. With five whys, different teams doing the investigation get... Their results. their results of what they see, of what they know. Well, and, and if you look at it that way, how many, when you're doing an investigation with five whys, if you're having to get your input from all these different experts out there in your company, how much more expensive is that? Well, you they don't do that. Well, that's it's not the easier. only way you could get. It's no, not it's not easier. easier. No, I'm it saying it's way. not easier. It would be so much more expensive if you're trying to gather that expertise in your own company. Um, when we just have it there for you. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's just right there. It's a piece of paper. So um, I think that's awesome. Well, I, I love this, Mark. The comparison is just like, like I said, when we do them in the course, and it's eye-opening for the students when they come in there. And, um, you know, they all want to do a good job. They all want to go back to their companies and do a good job. And they, they want to you know, have their company be the best. And you've got to have the right tools. And if you get a new boss and he says, well, that taproot's fine for the big accidents, but use it for the, we'll use five whys for the small ones, you can show them this video. 
It's and a good say, video to there, have. There may be a problem with that, boss. Let watch this video. Well, and sadly, I mean, we've seen stuff like that happen where a new boss comes in and they bring in a new system and they want that to be, you know, that that's their big change they're coming in and making to the company. And then all of a sudden, behind the scenes, we start seeing people stick their heads back in to taproot when the company is made. You know, make this a person shift. may think they are the the uh, the expert because mm -hmm. they became a black belt in. Six Sigma, mm -hmm. or they were trained in Lean someplace, and they've learned and they five whys, really and they've learned um, uh, five whys, or maybe maybe they apply something like fishbone diagrams mm -hmm. or cause and effect, all of which have the mm -hmm. same problems, and and they don't realize that there's a better way to do this because mm -hmm. they've never been trained in it. Well, I hope this is eye opening for people who have. Oh wait, we didn't mention training. It. We're getting ready to. Okay. <laughs> we are definitely getting ready to do that because if you are interested in learning more about Taproot, if you haven't learned more about it um, in the past, um, and hopefully some of you watching, this is a refresher for you. Um, but if you want to learn more, we have all kinds of ways that they can learn. And, you know, first and foremost, we can get on the phone with you and do a demonstration that costs you nothing. Right. <laughs> it's free to do that. You then you can have an on-site course. You can go to our public courses. Which you can go to a two-day. You can go to a five-day. You don't have to go to a two-day before you go to a no. five-day. I love. I to me, five-day. I tell people all day long, go to a five-day. Um, you know, yes, not everybody can do that. But sometimes people go to the two-day and then follow up with the five-day. And I've heard people in the class go, yes, this is it. This is what I was looking for. Yep. And um, so we have all those options for you. Uh, if you're interested in any of these, it's super easy to find out more. You just contact us at info at taproot.com. Um, you can comment below. You can send us a message if you're watching this on a platform that you can send us a message. You know, feel free to do that. We'll get you to the right well, they person. They can call 865-539-2139. Yes. <laughs> we need a jingle. <laughs> we, we need a, a phone number jingle. <laughs> but there's so we we are here to help. Um, you know, we we will stop, take the time with you, and ask answer any questions you have. Um, and just help you also implement and plan a whole wonderful program. So you're not just, we don't send you to training and then just send you off on your own. Um, you know, we're there to continue to help you throughout the entire. And We talk to people all the time. And the way we look at this is a company that's implementing Taproot is starting a journey toward better performance. Mm -hmm. And that journey really never ends. It doesn't. And that's why we have the summit, mm -hmm. which is so our users can come back and learn best practices from each other, learn new techniques that either we've developed or some other expert has developed, and learn new ways to improve performance, improve human performance, improve equipment performance, improve their investigations, and that's what the summit's all about. Um, this last summit, um, there were so many, because it was one of our kind of really back to normal summits after COVID, and people were running around going, oh my gosh, I got so much great information from this guy. I just met so-and-so, and we sat down, and we talked about, you know, quality and taproot, and, and he's really helping me out with this, and they were so energized by all the different things that they were learning from the attendees yes. at the summit. And it was just fantastic. That was a really great summit, wasn't it? Yes, it, was. it really was. Um, well, and the next one will be even better. It's coming up next May first through the third. Yep. In 
near Austin, I'll say, yeah. near Austin at the Horseshoe Bay Resort. Yes. A favorite of everybody's. Yeah. It's a, definitely a favorite location of ours. We're, we're looking forward to that. But again, if you want to know more information, we'll put contact information um, in, in the descriptions and stuff for you. Feel free to reach out to us. Mark, I loved having this conversation with you today. It was, it, it's just so good to sit there and really just discuss um, these things versus just a show and tell. Thank I, you, I really love the discussion aspect of it. So thanks for joining us today. If you want to see more of these, uh, please feel free to subscribe to our channels, hit any notification. And again, if you were just doing an audio on this, we'll have uh, links below to any of the things that you weren't able to see. Thank you for joining us and we'll see you back here next time. Bye.